You're listening to Sort of Spiritual. Not too long ago, I never would have called myself a spiritual person. But in the past few years, I've gone from being broke, sick all the time, feeling trapped in a job that made me miserable, to easily building a six-figure business, finding the most incredible partner, and creating the freedom to live my life. And along the way, it looks like I've become sort of spiritual. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you the most impactful tools and lessons I've found for personal and spiritual growth. In season one, we're diving into human design, my favorite tool for self-awareness, easy alignment, and the catalyst behind my massive life upgrade. I'm so grateful you've chosen to join me on this journey. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome. I have a bit of a different episode for you today. This wasn't planned, but last week I hosted a live class, which I often do, but we hosted this really fun class and it was all about creating and scaling a human design reading business from scratch. So whether you actually have an interest in creating a human design based business or not, I still think this was such a great conversation. We covered so many different things. Obviously we talk mostly about human design, but a little bit about our own journey and how we supported our journeys with our human design as well, where we did, where we didn't, that kind of thing. And so I guess Maria is kind of my first guest on the podcast. So if you don't know her, Maria Henning, she's a really incredible human design and gene keys reader. And she has actually since moved on from doing readings to different aspects of her business while still incorporating human design because it's something that she loves just like me. We're very different in human design. She's a manifesting generator. As you know, I'm a manifester. I have five Gemini placements in my natal chart. She's got six Capricorn, so very different in how we approach things, which was really cool to see how it plays out for us in our businesses because they are so different. Because this was a live class, the audio quality isn't quite as good as my usual podcast quality is, but I still think it is such an incredible conversation. I had so much fun and a lot of people that were in the class said that it felt really inspiring in terms of like following your own path and going your own direction. So hopefully that's something that you're going to feel as well while you're listening. When I do live classes, if you're interested in joining them in the future, I usually talk about them on Instagram, but I always email my email list about it. So if you want to join to be notified about future upcoming live classes, because I have some ideas is brewing in my brain. I'm not entirely sure which I'm going to go with first. I'll see what I have the urge for. But if you want to be notified, I will leave a link in the show notes so that you can join my email list so that you're notified about these things as well as other things that I send to my list and emails and thoughts and um, sales and offers and all these different things. So that link will be in the show notes below. Also, if you hear me talking about Zoom, we only had 100 spots on our Zoom meeting and we had about 400 people register. You Usually only like a quarter show up for a live class, so I figured we'd be okay, but we actually had to go over the limit, which was such an incredible problem to have, and I was struggling to figure out the right button to actually upgrade it. So if you hear some Zoom chatter going on or me talking about Zoom and you're like, what on earth are they talking about? That is what was happening. But without further ado, let's get into this conversation. I hope you love it. It was so much fun. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. We're so excited to have you here in creating and scaling your human design reading business from scratch. Uh, Katie and I have have a lot of fun putting this together, and we have a lot of, given that we have 
different journeys and different businesses, we have a lot of really good nuggets to share with you guys. So as you know, we'll be chatting, we'll be, this will be a live masterclass and then we'll have Q and a at the end. So definitely save your questions, anything that comes up, uh, write them down, save them so that you can jump on and, and later ask us anything that is coming up. So yeah, but I'm ready to get into it. Are we good, Katie? Ready to go? We're good. Yeah. Awesome. So we are going to just chat, you know, we're going to kind of go back and forth and tell you guys about our journeys and then give you some of the tips and tricks that we wish we had known um, while we start, you know, as we went and started our human design reading businesses. But before we even get there, how did you discover human design, Katie? What was that journey like? So it was actually really interesting. And I might go into this a little bit more later, but I found human design very accidentally. So I essentially hated myself for the majority of my life, like really was so mean to myself. And this is in my design, not a shock, but, um, you know, self-love is one of the biggest struggles in my chart. And it really was a struggle for me. And so I was really obsessed with personal development. I was also obsessed with dieting and nutrition. Cause I thought like, if I could just be skinny, then I would be happy and I wouldn't hate myself so much. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's not the key. Um, but I, went on this like kind of journey. I actually went to a conference because I was going to get into nutrition and whatever. And I ended up finding a life coaching certification at this conference. And I was like, oh, this seems really interesting because I was so interested in personal development, like anything to make me happier or more confident or feel better. And so I went through and I did that coaching certification. And then I ended up doing another one later. But Um, through that, I ran, I don't know, ended up in a Facebook group for other aspiring coaches and through some sort of long chain of events that we don't need to get into. I ended up working for the coach that ran the Facebook group as a VA. And after working for her for about a year and a half, she hosted this mastermind in Paris at the Ritz. It was beautiful. And one of the speakers that she had joined for her mastermind clients spoke about human design. And it's interesting because she's not a human design teacher or anything. She's actually like a relationship and intimacy coach, but she spoke about human design just kind of randomly at this event and was kind enough to um, share my human design with me as well, instead of just doing the, um, the participant. So she also shared mine and yeah, it was just really cool to see mine, but that was my introduction to human design. But it was also such a moment for me of like, wait a second, if we're at this mastermind, I'm the only master or the only manifester in the room. How come I'm getting paid $20 an hour to be the assistant? And all of these other women who are generators, projectors, MGs, have like six, seven figure businesses. Like what's, what's going on here? And it was so obvious to me that I was completely out of alignment, but that was my introduction to human design. And that was like just four and a bit years ago now. And I could not get away from it. I was like, I just know there's something in here for me. And here we are. So I'm curious how, I know that's like probably a weird story, but how did you find human design, Rhea? Yeah, no. And that's, I love how you shared about the moment of realizing like, okay, something's actually out of alignment, but, but it's not so much of a, like the self-hatred aspect, but it's like, oh no, this actually gives me a bit of a map into how to get into alignment. I don't know what that is, but like, I see something of value here. So yeah, I love that. Um, that is a, a really fun story. Clearly you couldn't get away with it. There were so many chain of events that led you there. And maybe some of you guys listening have similar stories. Um, 
Yeah. Um, but I, I discovered it um, on a podcast, not because they were talking about human design, but because the interviewer was like cosmically profiling people and was like, what's your human design type? And I was like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kept hearing it on other podcasts in a similar fashion, people just using it to introduce people. Uh, and then the first time I ran my chart was actually in Lacey Phillips work. So to be magnetic, um, her manifestation process, I think a lot of us have, have discovered or many, I'm obsessed with Lacey Phillips. So I just assume that everyone else knows who she is and does all of her work too. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of other people who discovered it doing her work, uh, in there as well. And I just kind of pulled my chart and I was like, what the heck is this? Like, it was so confusing. Um, but even just the teeniest, tiniest nugget of that, I'm a non-specific manifester, according to, you know, what Jenna Zoe, you know, kind of says about the arrows, uh, was enough to get me interested in, you know, what this, what this is about. I put it down for a bit. Yeah. So Gwen is saying uh, TBM is also where, you, where she found HD. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's a couple other people. Yeah. Sarah podcast. I love it. Um, and then I just kept, I kind of put it down for a bit. I didn't really look at human design. And then through listening to literally all of the Lacey Phillips podcasts, I ended up at the first one. And the first ever one that she did was with Jenna Zoe talking about human design. And that for me was the biggest uh, like permission slip because at that time I was deciding I had quit my job because that was super out of alignment. I knew that I wanted to start a business, but I was still deciding. And at that exact moment, I needed to find a way to move to Germany because my partner at the time had moved there. I was going to go there. Um, and I was like, okay, do I apply to a master's program? Did I apply to yeah have a job there and like have them sponsor me? Do I apply to a German language school just to get my ass over there and figure it out? Um, And all of that seems so unsatisfactory and listening to them talk about manifesting generators, listening to Jenna Zoe talk about manifesting generators gave me the push I needed to actually just say full force, I'm going to start my business. Uh, So it was a lot of podcasts and then Lacey Phillips, Jenna Zoe, uh, more podcasts and then just could not, yeah, could not get away with it or could not get away from it after that. Just been obsessed since then. That was like over two years ago. Yep. Feel that obsession. (laughs) Yeah. And so when, so when did you get into, so you discovered it, you know, you had the sense of resonance like I did, how was the process into getting into doing readings? Like, what did that look like for you? Oh, um, so after I discovered human design, this was also like during my Saturn return. So like two weeks after I found human design, um, I actually found out my husband was having an affair. (laughs) I got divorced or I left my husband anyways to get divorced moved back to Canada, like my whole life kind of got flipped upside down. And I was legitimately just such a mess for probably, I don't know, a solid eight months following that, because it was just like, what in God's name just happened, you know, and I was actually really interested still, even with human design of starting a coaching business, because I'd had a certification, like that's what I was really interested in, in terms of personal development. And so like, that's what I was still kind of focused on. And it wasn't working. And I did another, so I found it. So a year after I found human design, I did another coaching certification to be like, okay, this is what I need. Like, this is the missing piece, right? And I ended up getting yeah. laid off from the job that I had at the time. And I was like, this is the sign. I'm going to go full in in my business. I'm a manifester. Okay. I don't need signs from the universe. Like that's not how <laughs> I meant to operate. But at the time I wasn't fully living my design by any means. And it was after that, I had like really kind of hit rock bottom. I had blown through my savings after I got laid off. I had to borrow money from my parents to pay my rent. It was not a fun time. 
but I just couldn't get away from human design. And I kind of manifested access into a human design reader training program. And for this like really weird sale that I was never able to find after that, it was like kind of this strange situation, but started really diving into it. And then once I was probably like a couple weeks into that, there was a lot that it was like, okay, I already know this, but it was still helpful because it gave me the confidence to really start doing readings. It's because it's like, okay, this is what this teacher is teaching. I'm good. I know this. And I got my first ever client from my friend posting about me on Instagram, which, you know, fourth line profile, a lot of opportunities come from like close people in your network. And that's how I started my reading business. It was just kind of like, okay, like this is what I really love to do. Human design has given me so much peace and so much understanding of myself and my life, even though things are still a little messy right now, you know, this is something that I can start doing. And I just started, you know, with the basics with like type strategy, authority, these kinds of things, but it was just so fun. And it was something I loved so much to talk about and gave me so much energy to like continue learning as I was doing readings. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, you talk about the four line, but also the two line, right? We, I'm a two five. So I also have this conscious line too. We kind of learn as we go. Tell, I, I would love for you to share more about what you just said about just starting with the basics, because I know a lot of you on here might have this idea that you need to have so much information going into a reading and you need to know everything about human design before you start doing readings. Give me like a, a heart in the chat or like a yes or whatever, if that's you. Um, but I'd love for, for you, Katie, to dive into this. Yeah, Lou's got a heart up. I love it. Uh, I see some nodding heads. But uh, um, tell us about that, about just the basics and and maybe not, not, not just maybe maybe from your story, but just looking back now, what would you, what, what tips would you give around? So my biggest tip, and this is what I share with my students in HD school as well, is to be in integrity with where you're at. So don't offer a reading that's like the complete expert human design reading. I'm going to go through all your gates and lines and planets when you don't have a freaking clue what that stuff means yet. And that's fine. Do introductory human design readings. Like you could literally spend an hour with someone or more if you wanted to just talking about their type, their strategy, their authority. Like those are the basic things. And for people who are new to human design, it's really powerful to have someone else share that information and to discuss that information. Like you could create an entire coaching package on that. Like forget just a reading, you know? Um, You could really, yeah, Gwen says so easy to read on type strategy and authority for over an hour. Absolutely. And it doesn't even need to be an hour, right? You could do 30 minute readings if that's what feels good. We're at 99 participants. We're gonna see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I love this problem. I I would love for us to go over a hundred. That is awesome. would be great. I just hope people aren't getting turned away. Um, so yeah, so really starting off with the basics and especially as a line two, but this is true, I believe for everybody, you learn as you do. So as you interact with people, you get real life examples because they share stories with you of like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I'm a, I'm a projector and I always get these crazy invitations. Like every job I've ever had in my life has just been someone asking me to come work for their company or like, yeah, you know what? I'm a generator and I totally do this. And it's like, okay, amazing. Right. And the more that you do this, the more you learn and the more trust you kind of can build with the system and the more you can really understand it. So we have our 100th participant. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes. Please Zoom prompt me to spend more money. Um, anyway, yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's like really just being where you're at, being in integrity with where you're at. Like you don't need to pretend like you're an expert that has been like the human design expert for 20 years. No, just be where you're at. Like you're learning this, you're doing introductory readings. You'll learn so much through, through interacting with people, through sharing this with people. As you're sharing this with people, things are going to click where it's like, you're saying the words and you kind of get the concept, but as you're doing it, you're going to be like, Oh, I get this like so much more deeply than I ever did before. Um, so, I'm such a huge proponent of just getting started with where you're at and not like you don't need to know the whole human design system before you get started. It is, it, you can't, it's a disservice to you to try to do that. I believe. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. And so many of you shared in the chat, you were like, yes, yes, yes. Like I have, you know, gotta love the gate 48 wanting to know everything. Uh, but then Steph says, you know, she does 30 minute readings on type alone. Absolutely. And then even when you were saying just now, you could do a whole coaching program on type strategy and authority over the summer, I support coach for an almost three month program that was just type strategy and authority. Uh, and there were 50 people in there or more, I think I, I don't remember. And it was extremely valuable. So, um, these are, yeah, just one of the things that, that you guys get to know, like, like Katie just said, is you don't have to know all the things. Um, and that's one of the things that we both really did in our, in our businesses was we started, we kept, we stayed in integrity with where we were at and we, but we just got started so that we could continue, uh, you know, going, um, and uh, great question. Thing onto this too? Yeah, go for it. Um, so I got a message from one of my students, um, maybe like a month ago or something. And she was like, Oh my God, it finally happened. Like I posted something on Instagram and it was wrong. And someone called me out on it. And it's just like, okay, it's okay. Yeah. You know, if you don't fully get something and if you're like, that's okay. And it was like a very like small, like minor thing. It really wasn't a big deal, but it was just like, oh, okay. Like this was just not as in depth as I needed to go with this. That's fine. Um, but it's like, I think there's so much fear that like, you're going to get it wrong and you're going to get attacked and like, it's okay. Yeah. Like it really truly is okay. It's just human design. You know, you're, it's not life or death. And so it's like, it is seriously okay if you mess up. It's okay if you do a reading and then the next week realize something different and you can email that person and be like, hey, you know what? I just like discovered some more about this and wanted to share this with you. Like, not that you have to, but I'm just saying like, it's okay. Like people are going to make mistakes. I have so much line three in my chart. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. It's okay if that does. But I would like to hear about how you got started with your readings as well. Absolutely. And to, to tack on one more piece about that before I forget, another thing that is okay that like a lot of my clients don't realize is that you can actually say, I don't know. Yes. So if somebody asks you a question during a reading and they're like, hey, my motivation is, you know, hope. What does that mean? You're like, I have no idea. <laughs> you can say, hey, I don't actually know. This is outside of the scope of this reading. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Whatever you want to say, right? But you can say that that's a great question. I've been wondering about that myself. Let me dig into it and see if I can answer that question for you after our reading. You know, if somebody gets is starting to get really deep into something, which is awesome, there's so much to get into with human design. That doesn't mean that you need to know all of it before the reading if that's not what you had promised, right? Or or had discussed, or even if it's, it's just deeper than the thing that you guys were talking about, it's, it's totally okay to say, I don't know, you know, let me look into that for you. Um, let me send you some resources. I don't know, but I know this person talks about it. Let me send you their course or their Instagram post or whatever. That is like totally fine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then Pat Pat asked a really good question that I'm going to save over here on the side about it, uh, so we can we can answer it later in the in the Q and A. Um, but for me, how I got into it was so I started um, I started my coaching business um, or I started my business on coaching. That was my, that was my business. Started a coaching business. That was the first kind of iteration of it. Um, and I was coaching women on how to use and connect to their intuition and take action. Hello, type strategy and authority. And so when I started to kind of see that human design was teaching me about that, I, the first thing that I did, which is actually what I recommend to a lot of people when they get started with human design is to get readings. Um, so that you can actually know what it is that you like, know your design before you start to learn more about it. So anyways, that's a, that's a small thing, but that's how I started learning about it. Um, once I got two readings and I was like, this is mind blowing. This is me. Like, especially with the gates, like I was like, how does it, you know, how does this like system stalking me and like knowing all this information about me? Um, I went ahead and, and registered into a uh, coaching program or into a certification program, human design and gene key certification program. And all the time leading up to that, because it took me quite some time to decide emotional authority to get into that. It was the biggest investment all the time leading into that. I was doing all of the I was researching as much about human design as I could like for free. And I started to just do readings for friends. Like I would like get on my, get on a call with a friend just for free, like obviously. And, and it was like, what's your dad's birth time? Like, let's get into it. You know? And I was, would just start to share about what it was that I was learning really like, you know, many, many things. I did the same thing for everybody in my family. I have three brothers. There's six people that I get in my family that I can do readings for. So it's a lot of practice. Um, and I just did a ton of that. I would say, I did like a, like a couple dozen, like, a, you know, like just so many friends and just people that I would like would do these like free readings for either they didn't even know, or I, or I did them with them over the phone. Um, then I started to do trading. So I would trade a reading for, uh, an offer. So I had like a Pinterest person give me like a Pinterest, like tips and tricks thing for, and I would give her a reading. I did a bunch of that. I did like which isn't necessary, but I just happened to be in a lot of Facebook groups at the time when you get started in, in business. I think you, a lot of us find ourselves in the rabbit holes of Facebook groups. And so I would start to do trades. Um, and then I just started, and then I just went right into um, offering readings at, again, a price that I felt was like my level, uh, at the depth that I felt was at my level. So I think I just did, it was type strategy authority and profile. And then I would talk briefly about the centers as in terms of like what I knew. But at this point, I didn't even know about definition, like split versus like triple split. I didn't know anything about that. Um, I knew about the gates, but like hadn't really gotten super deep into them yet. Now that's like all I think about. (laughs) Um, But it was like those kind of those, that's what I got started with just type strategy, authority and profile. And then I would kind of riff on the centers if I, if I knew something if I knew this person and it would like really help them. Um, and that was, you know, over how long ago was that? It was like 14 or 15 months ago. So I just, and then it just kept going from there. Just, I kept, you know, adding more things into my readings, talking more about them, the more that I was learning, um, and the more that I felt comfortable to increase, um, yeah, adding more things to my readings. Yeah. So cool. And another thing I'll add to that as well is to remember to share with people that are receptive to it. Cause something I did when I was like first learning about it, cause I was just so excited is I'd be like, Oh my God, you're a, and I have so many projectors in my life. It is insanity, honest to God. And I'd be like, Oh, you're a projector. And like, you're meant to wait for the invitation. And like blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, okay. Like they didn't care. They didn't want to know. And so then it made me really question it for a lot longer, especially with my, you know, undefined Ajna and like trying to find certainty and all these things. Um, but it was something that held me back. Cause it was like, Oh, maybe this is just like 
kind of crazy. Like maybe this doesn't actually make sense for anybody else. And so sharing with people who are receptive where it's like, oh, I'm so excited about this. Like, do you want me to share this with you? And if they're like, meh, instead of just like unloading, you know, me and my manifest self not knowing how to use my energy was fun times. <laughs> also just an update. I have resolved the zoom issue. So we're good now. <laughs> Yay. Amazing. And we're at a hundred people. This is awesome. I'm like super stoked, but I totally agree, you know? And so when I was talking about doing the things that I was doing, I would only do readings for friends who were like interested in it. And then like my family was like, Nope, we're good. So yeah. I just looked <laughs> their charts. I like went, I went one day and got into uh, my dad's like office and like pulled everyone's birth certificates and like pulled everyone's chart. And they did not know that I, they don't know that I know all these things. Everyone's yeah. going to know You know, my mom will say something and I'm like, yeah, it's your divine G center or whatever. And she's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's fine. I'm, we don't need to get into it, you know, cause they're not interested. They, it's yeah. just, you know, they're super supportive and happy for me, but they don't care to know about their designs, which is like totally fine. And there's plenty of other people that, that are interested in it. So yeah, I fully back that, that tip. Yeah. Um, so many questions. I'm, I'm loving this. Um, so, so from that piece, so you started doing readings. I'm curious, how did you uh, like tweak that situation according to your design? Like maybe what were some of the things that weren't working for you? And then what were some of the things that you found really worked for you? Um, before we talk about how we scaled? Um, yeah, totally. So one of the things I did was um, like, especially at first, like the first reading I actually did was a paid reading. Um, I mean, I did practice ones for friends, but the first one I really did for like a stranger, I guess, was a paid reading. Um, and it was, I don't know, $44 or something. It was really cheap, um, which is totally cool. Like, again, start where you're at, start with the price. It feels good to you. You know, I'm a big proponent of that. Um, and then I started, yeah, posting in Facebook groups. Um, but more so because I wanted more practice and I think there's actually like Sunny, I think you were one of the people you're on the call. I think I gave you a free human design reading. Um, but I started posting in different Facebook groups or different communities that I was a part of because I wanted to do, I wanted to like, for one of the communities, it was something where I wanted to give back. It was kind of like a fun Christmas thing. Um, for other times it'd be like, I I'm doing free practice readings cause I just want to like get better. And, um, yeah, so I gained more interest that way um, after doing practice readings because then other people would refer me to more people. And then it just really helped me to build my confidence as well. And like, I don't recommend doing an insane amount of free readings. I would absolutely cap it at 10, if not below that. Um, you know, I think five to 10 is like a sweet spot um, because I think it can be great. It builds your confidence. It like helps you understand that like, yeah, this is a real thing. Other people are resonating. Um, it wasn't you, Sunny. Oh, I thought it was for some reason. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, um, doing practice readings and like growing from there. And then I just started, what I started doing actually was, well, this is maybe getting us to the next part of it. So in terms of readings, yeah, it was just posting in Facebook groups, posting on social media, sharing stuff that I was excited about and then getting referrals from people. And I was at this point still, like I had got a serving job because I really wanted to grow my human design business. But like I mentioned, I had no money. So <laughs> I needed to do something. And previously I was working as a VA and a social media manager. And I was like, I cannot be on the computer all day 
for someone else's business and then be on the computer more for my business. Mm. So I decided to get a serving job because I hate serving. So it's kind of like a motivation to get out of it, but it's still good money. And I'm like, I'm out interacting with people and I'm moving. I'm not just like sitting behind a screen all day. And so I would also share with like people that I worked with. Cause like all the servers were like, Ooh, this is interesting. And like the majority, especially where I worked, it was not career servers. It was people that were just making money that wanted to, go do something else with her life, but like, didn't know what. And so I would be like, as we're like cleaning up for the night and like sweeping things and polishing glasses, I'd be like, Oh, this, 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 and like tell them about their design. And they're like, Oh my God, this is so crazy. So, you know, I would get referrals from them as well. Um, yeah. So that was really how I started like the reading side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And what, um, as a, as a manifester, what worked for you when it came to like, did you, yeah talk about if that it's if that's even relevant I know we've talked already a bit about being line twos line fours yeah um, according to your design yeah that you well I don't know that I used my design super well at that point when it came to business because I was still like my undefined Ajna was so freaked out of like the uncertainty of it and like of not really knowing what I was talking about that I didn't probably like fully live into my manifestor capacity there but there was definitely a part of it where it's like I would tell people like yeah I'm doing human design readings and this is whatever and so to a degree sure that's informing um it wasn't like I said I think I probably could have done things a little bit differently but I don't I don't think I did it wrong I think it was what I needed and one of the things I talk about a lot with the lines, especially in business, if you have a one or a four, the foundation is really important. And so that was something that helped me to build the foundation that I needed. And I wouldn't say certainty, although I probably have certainty in this now, but I don't, I don't recommend undefined Ajna's actually trying to go for certainty, but, yeah. um, but you know, it gave me the foundation I would say. And so it's, that's something that I've learned to balance with being a manifester where it's like, just because you're a manifester doesn't mean you can just go out and do whatever and everything's going to work out. No, it's like, you still need to take the other parts of your design into account. So, um, yeah. yeah so I definitely informed a lot of people of what I was doing, but mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't a huge part of my journey at that point and probably held me back from success at that point as well. But mm -hmm. okay, it all works out how it works out. Yeah, no, it's part of the journey. And now you can kind of look back and be like, okay, that's why this wasn't working out or that I could have, you know, tweaked this a little bit and could have been better. Yeah. And so for yourself with doing readings, um, because you said you were really doing getting into a coaching business, right? Yeah, but it's it's interesting because once I got into the human design and Gene Key certification, I was like, oh, I don't really want to coach. I just want to teach this. Or I just want to share this information. I just only want to do human design stuff. And when it came to the reading part specifically, um, it was just the, it was the perfect, and then talking about the design piece, actually, now this is coming up. Um, it was the, it was giving me so much more energy than coaching, right? So I'm a Manny Jen and I'm here to respond. And so what I would find is that the reading part of it was just way more interesting and way more motivating than say like prepping for like a client session or, you know, which was still awesome, but there was just so much more in excitement about sharing human design and doing readings. Um, and then, you know, how I, how I found that I really, used like my human design and this is uh, like generator specific for me I actually needed live readings to go on I couldn't do uh pre-recorded readings because oh, I no. needed somebody yeah which I is know. interesting yeah 
as other people, it's, I know another Manny Jen who she just gets so distracted. She needs to just do the pre-recorded ones, but I actually need the responding or I need the, the people's facial expressions to give me something to respond to, to actually give me energy, you know, during the reading. So this is one of those things that, you know, like neither of us are line threes, but we have a lot of line threes in our, in our chart. And it's like, you just need, and in general, I don't even think this is related to line threes anyways, but in business, you just have to kind of try things out sometimes and see what sticks and what works and doesn't work. And I mean, I was able to do maybe like two pre-recorded readings and even one of them, I was supposed to do one. And I was like, can you just book a time with me? <laughs> like, I can't, I keep trying to record this reading and just nothing is coming out, you know? And then when she got, when she was on live, you know, we had a great time. It was super useful. Like I was in much a, in a much better energy, you know? And so, yeah, that was for me, I just kept following that response. And yeah, I just found that not only was human design, the most exciting thing for me to be responding to in, in terms of sharing in my business, um, the reading part specifically, I needed that like live interaction to really create the best sort of product. Yeah, same. I, I think I tried to do a pre-recording, a pre-recorded reading once. And I was like, this is death to me. And I know other people that love them, which is amazing. Exactly. Like you said, experiment with what works for you, but I really, really, it, it physically hurts my throat. Like I feel sick after I'm doing that. Like it takes so much more energy from me. Um, so yeah, I right there with you, but if you like to do them, other people love to receive pre-recorded ones because they don't necessarily want to book a time. So I think it's yeah. you know, great to find what works for you. Totally. There's so many different ways to deliver readings as well, which, which, um, yeah, it's just, it really is just, just, just figuring out what works best for you and what kind of thing you'd like to include. And by the way, another tip that, that I always give and would give to myself is like to not be afraid to pivot. Right. So maybe you started doing live readings and then you were like, Oh my God, I cannot like, you know, be bothered to sit in front of my computer, like with this person all the time. Maybe it's, you know, instead you pivot into pre-recorded readings or you pivot into a different, maybe like a, you send a pre-recorded reading and then they have a Q and a call afterwards or something like that. So it's, it's okay to pivot and kind of change things as you go. Um, for you, Katie, I'm curious if there are any like systems that you found were super helpful while you were doing readings and, and, and especially as like a non-sacral person, I'd be curious to know kind of your experience of that and maybe like avoiding burnout or if that still happened anyway. Um, what, what, what's that side of the story? Oh my gosh, totally. There was such a big turning point for me in my readings when I created this like Google doc system, <laughs> because it took me so long to prepare for readings, especially when I got to the point of talking about gates and channels and centers and all of that. There was a while when I was like so obsessed with the centers and like my readings were like really based around those because they were again, like something that was so impactful for me to understand that. And so I put all of my notes into a Google doc of like, and it's like, it's so messy and so gross and so ugly, but it worked for me. So whatever, um, which is why I like, don't share it with people. I'm actually sharing it with my HE school students, but I'm just taking some time to make it look a little nicer. Um, but I would just copy all of my notes and I would have this like system of like for the centers, let's say where it would be like a blurb about the center. Then like, if you had the center defined, undefined, open, and I would like spend a few minutes maybe like, let's say before the reading at this point, I was probably taking a half hour to prepare for readings at the beginning. I used to spend like four hours preparing for readings. So if you're also starting and you're like, this is unsustainable, I can't spend this much time True, And it's okay at the start. If you're doing that, like, don't worry. Um, but 
what was I talking about? Yeah. So I would spend about 30 minutes before the reading and I would go through and I would like edit the document. So I would have like everything that I needed there. And then when I'm doing the reading with people like on zoom, I always sit them on zoom. Um, that really helped because it's just like, oh, I have this framework that I could go through and we could bounce around or something if we needed. But for the most part, it's like, I had the notes there, even though I knew most of the information, it was still really helpful to have like a visual cue. So I don't forget about things or I don't know, especially when you're learning before you're really comfortable with stuff, like having the actual written information. That's also something else where it's like, that's okay. You don't have to know everything by heart. What I do think you need to know is have an understanding of the material, not a memorization of it. So it's like, if there's something that's written that you don't really understand, and you're trying to share that on a reading, I wouldn't recommend it. Like have an understanding, have an embodiment of it, if that's where you're at, but you don't need to have every single word memorized. If that's not how your brain works, that's okay. But yeah, so my Google doc system was a game changer for me in preparing for readings. Um, and then I eventually like modified it as well to like add in all the information about all the gates and stuff. Um, so that made preparing readings so much faster. And then obviously like some sort of booking system. So at the time I used Calendly. Um, so to be able to have things like book well and all of that, like that just, yeah, you really need that. And I'm pretty sure there's a free version of it. And like, if you're just getting started, I don't think it takes payments, but having yeah. some sort of calendar booking system, like do not try to arrange dates with people. <laughs> um, that's just like a nightmare. Yes. A hundred percent agree. And it's funny now because even outside of like just the business world, like I will literally send my calendar to my friends. I'm like, yes. just put the time in here. We don't have to be on zoom. It'll make a zoom room, but like just book a time. I'll call you like whatever. Cause I have, there's a couple of my friends that are extremely busy and like you know, one of them has kids. So there's just like a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, just book, book in, in here. So yeah, definitely that saves you a lot of time. Yes. The Calendly free version does not take payment. That's okay. There's other ways to kind of take receive yeah. payment, but Calendly has a free version that is fantastic and highly, highly recommend to include that or another calendar booking system into your business as well. So yeah, fully, fully back that. Yeah. And so in terms of like, especially being an open sacral, you know, having systems, being smart with your energy um, and also, so I'm a little insane at the moment. Like I'll do five readings a day right now with my students, but that's very different than doing five readings a day with like the general public. Right. So it's like, I've come to understand what works for me energetically prior to this, I would say, um, probably like if I was just doing information or readings for like strangers, um, three a day is like my absolute max. And so it's like, also just know your energetic limits because it's really not something you want to do like getting onto a reading and being like oh god this is painful um <laughs> yeah so yeah the thoughts there fully agree yeah and by the way you guys I see all the questions in here and I have been saving like the ones that I see so we, yes. can, we can go back and answer them so keep them coming I love how we are over 100 people and there's like a super active chat this is really really fun so yeah we're we're yes. like Good. Okay. So systems were a huge game changer for you. Anything else about your reading business that you want to share with us? And no, I mean, I didn't stay in the reading business for like, I was probably doing it for about a year. Um, it was not a full-time thing for me. Like I said, I was a full-time server still when that was going on. Um, was I? Yeah. Yeah. I was, 
yeah, I was unemployed and then I was a full-time server. Um, uh, so while I was doing this and I know that systems are a big part of you and your business and your reading. So I'm curious to hear about that for you. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys don't know me, um, I, my human design wouldn't say that I'm organized, right? I'm a single definition, quad bright, many gen, uh, but I have six planets in Capricorn and I'm kind of a psycho and I love systems and organization. Um, so that was like, it's interesting because it's not, it's never something that is like pre-mediated. Like it's not something that I ever like think about going into it, but I just automatically start to create systems. Pat says systems queen, Pat knows me. Like I just automatically start to create systems for me. Uh, I come from a, a software product management background and this, the software that I would work on, it was a data software, like a database software. And I got, so I got to know a lot of data scientists and software engineers and, and they would say this, they said, if I have to do something twice, I automate it. And that just like has stuck with me. So for me, I mean, I'm like the tech queen and like, you know, systems like obsessed person and automation person. So what you created with um, Google Docs, I created in Canva. So I have like a whole Canva like template system. There's like different templates that I use for different things. There's different folders that I like organize in a very specific way. And so it takes me a very short amount of time to, to prep a reading. If they're longer, obviously it might take a little bit longer, but I mean, especially for like the basic ones of like when I was doing like type strategy, authority profile and incarnation cross, that was like a one hour reading that I did for a long, long time. That was a very like, you know, it was like a signature product. I mean, it was like 15 minutes to, to just get it quickly together because I had everything just stored and organized in such a clear way inside Canva. Um, and yeah, and then it was even more fun when uh, I have like a really ridiculously crazy memory. So I'll remember people's incarnation crosses. And if I have like the multiple, like same people with the same incarnation crosses or profiles, I'd just be able to duplicate that really quickly. And it was just really fast. So yeah, that was a huge thing for me. Um, the tech piece was something that I, um, you know, started off with, with the things that I knew. And then once I discovered more, uh, you know, different tech, like different tech systems, or, or it was able to afford, you know, upgrading to like the paid versions of things and then, you know, expand into that. Um, my tech systems also started to, to get better as well. So yeah, it started with like Calendly free, but then I'd have to take booking for, or take payments from a different place. And that wasn't necessarily super intuitive for people. And sometimes they'd book and they'd be ready to go. And then I'd realize the day before that they haven't even paid me yet. So I'd have to be like, Hey, don't forget to pay me. Like the link was here. To, and that just didn't really work for people. So moving to like a paid Calendly was like a lot better because they just knew right away they needed to pay before booking. Um, you know, and so I started out with some systems. And then again, as I kept going, I just kept kind of reorganizing everything and um, have, you know, lots of organization for the, re like the creating readings part, and then all the booking and even the sales page part, like, what does that look like? And, and the receiving email uh, notifications beforehand, like all of that is like, is automated, right? There's no, you need to do it twice, automated. I hope that that stays ingrained in y'all's mind <laughs> for, for all you future business owners. Oh, goodness. Yes, we are very different. I have five Gemini placements. So I'm just like chaos, you know, but it works. Um, another thing that as you were talking reminded me is something to think about is like, again, there's different types of readings, right? Like when you have a reading business, you can do so many different types of readings. And obviously, we're talking of like starting from the beginning, right? Starting from scratch, so like your basic strategy, um, authority type, that kind of thing. But you could do readings like, you know, like the way I break it down in HD school, it's like through different levels. Um, <laughs> when I 
promise you our tech stacks are very different between me and Maria. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I do not have the organization you have. Um, but anyways, um, like I break it down with like, again, those introductory readings and then a readings that's like more like I call it like a level two reading. So it's more like profile and centers, maybe some definition in there. Um, the level three is more of going through maybe the channels and the gates, but it's very like, this is this gate in this planet. This means blah, blah, blah. And then the way I look at it, it's so level four is more of like the whole picture where it's like really synthesizing. It's finding the themes. It's like, what does the chart really say? And just as like another aside, I remember when I was learning and I was seeing my teacher like do readings and pull themes together. I was like, I am never going to be able to do this. Like there's so much to learn. This is so complicated. Like she's been doing this for 20 years. I am never going to be able to do this. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> so it's yes. like, it's not like, yes, it's complicated, but the more you work with it, and again, start with where you're at and like actually starting to do readings and actually being where you're at, like the more progress you can really make. So it's okay. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I see. Yeah. It's like Sunny's talking, like that's where she's at right now. Super overwhelming. And like, that's okay. You know what, actually, you know, one of your gifts, Katie, I know this knowing your chart is uh, the gene key nine, which is just starting small steps, right? It, it's how do you eat an elephant, right? You take one bite at a time and human design is a big effing element. <laughs> elephant. It is huge. There's so much information. So there, like what I'm super excited about just kind of like being present to this is how many people are on this call and, and not about like how amazing this is, but how many of you want to share this? Like I'm super excited about over a hundred, you know, human design readers feeling really supported in sharing this information. Like we're, yeah, we're, there's so, yeah, there's so much to share. And so even if you're just starting with type strategy and authority, you are literally changing the world. Like seriously, so many people need this. So do not worry about, you know, having to know, uh, you know, all the bases and tones before you can give somebody like a type reading, you know what I mean? Even just that foundational pieces is life-changing. And I say that from experience, like for me, just learning, being a manifesting generator changed my life, right? I started a business from that. Like it gave me, it was Jenna Zoe talking about Manny Jens for five minutes on a podcast. It wasn't even a reading. <laughs> and that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me that allowed me to fully take that, that leap. And now I'm like, you know, the happiest I've ever been. And so there's so much, yeah, there's so much value you can share. Don't hold your gifts back because you think you need to know it all. Yes. And like on that same thread, you know, it's like, I have goosebumps, my like twelve twenty two channels ready to cry. I'll try not to, but like when I first learned about being a manifester, like back in that Ritz hotel in Paris, you know, it was like, oh my God, my entire life I've been doing this wrong. Like in manifestors, I really do believe are the most conditioned out of their type. Like it's very unlikely for a manifestor to be brought up in an environment that really nurtures them as a manifestor because they're not easy to manage. They're not easy kids, yeah. you know? And so it's so easy for a manifestor to just be the exact opposite of a manifestor, which is what I was. And it was like this light of like, oh my God, this whole world of possibility and I'm trying not to cry. But it's like, it was like so clear to me. And like I said, my marriage was not doing well, but I was like, this needs to end. Like, this is not who I am. There's so much there for me. And that was like from a five minute thing about being a manifester, you know? So it's like, you can do a lot with very basics and you can continue to grow and continue to do more cool things too, but to really just, yeah, be where you at, be where you're at. And to your point about like the people on this call, it's like, 
yeah, if each of you talk to like 10 different people about human design and not that I want you to do what you want. This isn't like some weird MLM thing, you know, (laughs) but just thinking of like the networks that like a hundred people here have access to, it's like, wow, like, can you imagine how much freedom, how much peace, how much beauty there would be in a world where people are okay to be themselves? Like that's freaking cool. So um, I'm dying still from the MLM thing. <laughs> no, but it's so true. It's so true. It's so exciting. And that actually, that's such a good point to like one of the things that we talked about in uh in the on the what we put on the info page for this is like why now is such a good time to do this. Like I don't know if you guys have realized, but he was like blowing the f up, like, and not just in like a oh it's trendy way. Sure, there's a little bit of that, but this is not one of those systems that at least in my opinion, attracts like the people who are just kind of hopping on the trend. Like it actually is like the wave is, is happening in a really genuine way for the most part is what, from what I'm seeing. And it's not even that people are so interested in getting readings too, but it's like people are also like coaches or whatever who don't want to learn human design. They see the value of it and they want to bring you guys on to give their students readings or to give their clients readings or to teach a module about it in their program or whatever, because people are really starting to see the value of this. And so again, that's just a type strategy and authority reading that you could literally be someone's recommended reader for in their program um, and like be on their team or whatever, because, and like, yeah, just it's, it's blowing up. And that, and right now, right now is a good time. Fantastic time as ever to, to get started. It's just, it's crazy to see how much it's blowing up. And on that note, I really want to touch on something that I think is so important because Some of you are going to hear it. It's blowing up and think, oh my God, there's already so many people doing this. I can't make it. I'm not special. I'm behind. I don't know enough. That is not true. And I know so clearly that that is not true because of human design, because when you look at your design, the way I look at it, especially it's like, if you look at all your little hanging gates, so all the little like half lines hanging off your centers that aren't connected to another center, that's where you have like energy literally reaching out and grabbing for other energy and other people connect with you there. So there's going to be people that come across my energy that do not give a crap about me. That it's like, that girl is so annoying. I cannot stand listening to her. I hate her voice. Perfect. Go find someone else. And that someone else could be you, you know? And it's like, there's, and on the flip side, there's people that resonate and they learn really well for me. Amazing. I'm so happy you're here, but it's like, human design to me is like, there's no such thing as competition with this because your specific energy is going to resonate with the people that are meant to receive from your specific energy. So now is the right time. And like, I mean, now is always the right time. Follow your strategy and authority for the right timing. Um, you know, always, but it's just like, it's not like, Oh, there's already so many people like, Oh, it's already blown up. Like, no, it's getting so much bigger. And it's like, it's such an incredible opportunity, but you also are so unique in your own design there. I really do not believe in scarcity when it comes to this. A hundred percent. Yeah. I couldn't, I could not agree more. And it's, it's, yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's so many, um, so many different people with so many different skill sets. Again, human design tells us this. And there's so many ways you can offer readings, like what we've been talking about. There's so many ways you can really make this your own. And all of that will will attract us, like people. All of that, all of your uniqueness will will attract people, enough people, <laughs> right? There's more than enough. Um, Gate 45 synergy, there's more than enough, you know, all of all of that beautiful energy. I love all the questions, by the way. I'm like trying my best to, to save, I know. save, save my house. <laughs> 
I'm writing them down over here. Um, well, amazing. From here, you know, we have very different businesses and we've kind of scaled a little bit out of readings. What was that process like for you? And then we'll kind of, yeah, we'll wrap it up after we share that and then, and then answer all of y'all's questions. But yeah, how did you kind of move into other things uh, in your well, business? I, uh, after I've been doing readings for a while, I actually started working with a coach and because at that time I was still really interested in having a coaching business because I really loved the whole personal development thing. And I thought like readings were so incredible and like how amazing would it be to create coaching packages that incorporated human design, especially at that time, I was still spending a decent amount of time preparing for readings. And so it's like, it's a lot better use of my time, open sacral or undefined sacral here, you know to spend a couple hours preparing for a reading and then use that for the next 12 weeks instead of the next one hour, right? So I wanted to create coaching packages to really like dive deeper into people's designs and get them more aligned and whatever. So I was working with a coach and it was interesting because that was when I first started having the urges to teach human design where it's like, I really just want to teach this. I want to share this. And I kept being like, no, Katie, you can't do this. Like you don't know enough. You haven't been doing human design. Like who are you to teach this? Blah, 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 whatever, all that bullshit. Right. And, um, so I ended up just going through and like, I did start teaching human design. I did free classes. And then in my classes, I would sell coaching. So it's like, if people were interested in going deeper, it's like, I would teach something about human design. And it's like, if this is interesting to you, then like we could dive deeper into your design over the next 12 weeks. So I started doing coaching packages like that. And I still remember the first masterclass that I did. It was in January, was it in 2020? That seems insane. Yeah, it was January, 2020 was the first free class that I did. And I got my first coaching client doing that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is so exciting because instead of making, I don't know, a hundred dollars or something, it was 25 times that, right? Like, <laughs> and it really gave me the possibility to then start thinking of like, oh, maybe I don't need to be serving. And now listen, one client's not going to do that, but it proved that it's like, this is something that people are actually interested in, right? Because as a manifester, especially when you're putting stuff out there, it's like, you don't know if people are going to resonate the truth for everybody. But so I started doing that and I started getting more coaching clients. Um, and yeah, so that's really how I started scaling it. But as I was doing this, I liked working with my coaching clients, but there was still something that was like, I don't like, it was so clear to me that I enjoyed the teaching over the coaching, you know? And so it was still like, no, like I like teach this. And I did probably like a free masterclass every month. Cause it's just like, again, I learned through teaching. I like teaching. It was fun. It was helping me to, you know, grow like my marketing and my Instagram and like whatever these things. Um, not that you need to do those things by the way. Um, and <laughs> then the pandemic happened. Um, and I, was forced to leave my restaurant job because everything closed down. And, uh, I literally spent the next like two months just sleeping. Like I slept like 10 hours a night. It was magical. I was so burnt out from working in the restaurant and that whole urge to teach was just so strong. And I got this like create HD school kind of thing. Like, this is what you're going to do. And I was just like, no, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I was talking to one of my friends one day in the park. It was like June, 2020, and I was telling her how I really wanted to do this, but like, I just can't. And she was like, cause I was like, you know, this other teacher does this and this other teacher does this. And she was like, 
yeah, but I don't want to learn from those people. I'd rather learn from you. And I was like, oh yeah. And it was like literally this like vision in my head of like the gates, like reaching out, like, just like I explained to you all, you know, and it was like, right. My energy is going to connect with people differently than their energy is. So, um, yeah, so that was really the, the beginning idea of HD school, which then I didn't, um, actually launch until probably two months. I launched that in August, 2020. So I kind of took some time to like conceptualize it, to get my shit together, to plan it out, to like put together a proper launch. And I was like, okay, if like five people join this, like that's all I need, right? Like that'll be enough. And I think, I can't remember if it was like 23 people did. And I was like, what the what? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, and it's just really grown from there and it's been so easy, but that was again, after about three years of really going into my own design and probably I would say a year ish, maybe not quite a full year of like really, really taking living my design seriously and like following my urges. But even like you can see, you can't like, you're not going to mess it up. Right. It's like, I ignored that urge for so long before I acted on it. It's okay. Right. Yeah. So that was really how I got started with the scaling of my business. And it has like blown my mind. Like my life is so different because of it, but it's like, again, kind of bringing it back where it's like, it's all because I started doing readings. Like I wouldn't have had HD school and the success that I have with HD school, which thank you to all of my students who are here for trusting me as your teacher, you know? Um, but it's like, that never would have happened if I didn't just get started doing those basic readings, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's funny because that launches how we met because I, like a few months later, I was like somebody, what was, what was happening? I was like about to, I was, oh, I was curious about entering into this, into this mastermind. And the person who was hosting like the sales call was your friend. She was like, oh, my friend Katie just had a super successful launch on her program. And she put us in touch on Instagram. This is Sam, the podcasting coach. Oh oh my (laughs) gosh. I totally forgot about that. That's how we got in contact. She was like, oh, my friend Katie, she just had a super successful launch of her, of her HD school program. And I was like, this is amazing. And that's how I started following you. Um, and that's how we got connected, like, you know, over a year ago or whatever. So, um, yeah, I love that. And, and yeah, I love that. And I, I feel so strongly like on my side, it's like, it's all because of the readings, right. That that's how it all got started. Um, yeah, that's, Oh, we have so many more questions. Anyways, I love that. Um, and I had a similar, you know, I had a similar journey, you know, from doing human design readings and then getting into coaching. And for me, the thing that kind of took me out of coaching was learning about my motivation. So again, this is one of those things where I had known about human design already for a long time, finally got to like PHS of like, you know, the, the weeds don't need to know that to give good readings. But anyways, found my own, you know, motivation. Um, and I'm innocence motivation. And I found that coaching would often pull me into the shadow of that, which is desire, like wanting to be a leader. And so, um, you know, again, one of those things that as you just keep learning this and keep tweaking, you'll, you'll kind of live more into your design. So I ended up letting coaching go for a bit. Um, but so many of, and, and now, now what I do, if you're, if you guys are curious, I teach, um, how to start reading businesses. I also have a program or an app basically, uh, that is, uh, you know, all of the human design and, and gene keys and some astrology all cataloged in a database with Wikipedia hybrid. So I use my six planets in Capricorn to really organize all this data. And I don't really teach. I have a couple masterclasses that I've taught um, and continue to continue to share because they're, they're, 
great and valuable, but I don't really teach human design. I don't coach <laughs> and I don't do readings, right? So I don't really do any of like the normal things, so to speak, that, that uh, you know, most human design individuals do that I've seen at the very least. And that's okay. Like that, you know, that I, that I don't do that. And that I did do that because all of that is what allowed me to, first of all, learn the system as well as I did. What Katie was talking about a lot, uh, way back in the beginning of this call was when you're doing readings and, and talking, you know, for the first time or not for the first time, but talking aloud about something and you get those insights in those moments of when you're sharing something in a reading and something's starting to really make more sense or you hear from me, this is why I needed the lives, uh, the live interaction. When you hear from a client about how gate 48 does really impact them, it really makes that thing click for you, especially if that's not something that you have in your own design too. You can really, when you get that real life, like lived experience, it makes human design you know, more, less theory and more real life. And, 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 and also, you know, not only validates your own kind of knowledge, but validates the system too a little bit more. And that always, for me, at the very least, the more I trusted in this, the more that, that, that allowed me to kind of grow as well. There was a bit of like needing to have that safety in the system as well. Um, which is, I'm not, you know, realizing now that I'm saying it out loud. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I had a super similar journey, lots and lots of readings. That was a big focus, um, for quite some time was just readings. I had my other coaching where I started, where I didn't even tell them that I would be doing human design for them <laughs> in the self-trust coaching. And then the first session was like a reading <laughs> and it was great because my first client in that program was a reflector. So obviously it was super helpful for her to understand her strategy and authority because nobody had ever told her that before. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, just went from there, start pivoted direct, just fully into human design. So I did human design coaching, um, and just readings for a bit and started to teach a few master classes. And once all the clients from that coaching program finished up their packages, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to bring this back. I'm just going to do all these other very specific things that I want to do and use my systems, you know, obsession and, uh, my, my, my love for data to really create, uh, you know, products that, that I would, that I would have wanted that I want now still uh, to use. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what I, that's how I pivoted and, and kind of, and kept scaling and there's so much more, so much more to come, but that's how I got started also was readings. Yeah. So cool. And I'm curious as well, just to kind of circle back to this idea of like using your human design in your business. Um, what are some areas that like you feel your human design, like specifically played out for you and your business, like at any point as you were starting, as you were growing where you are now? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like I said before, the responding thing was a very clear, um, sign to keep doing human design. Um, and whenever I would kind of like look at self-trust stuff, it was very exciting to me and I'm still excited by it, but it just didn't give me that like spark. So that was a, a sign to be like, okay, I need to let this go for now. It's not giving me that energy. And then again, responding during readings, just to say that again, was just paramount for me, <laughs> uh, to deliver the best kinds of products. But um, one of the things too that I leaned into was that unconscious line five. So line five kind of looks at things and is like, oh, I can do this better, especially unconsciously, right? It's like just we're learning unconsciously. Um, and the line five goes, looks at something and it goes, oh, I can do this better. Um, and it also just wants to provide solutions and answers. So I don't think like a line six in the sense of like, oh, let me teach you how to think about the problem so you can, you know, do the thing. I'm like, I just want to give you the solution. Like, here's the answer. Here's how you do this. Um, and that was, you know, my, my uh, reading business program was like, here's how, here are the, here are the, here are the answers. Here's how it works. Just here's the solution. There's different 
you know, um, what's the word, like variations of this thing. Here's how you can think about it for yourself. But really, though, here's the solution. Um, and then when it came to so that was like very much a line five. And that actually came from realizing that for me, my dream coaching program was to just watch somebody all day. Like that would be my dream coaching program was I could just shadow somebody and watch them create content and plan out their launches. And, and I don't even need them to tell me anything. I just want to watch what they do. <laughs> And then do be like, I could do it better, so to speak, and then go do it. So that's how that program came came to be. Um, and then, yeah, the app, it's interesting. Uh, and somebody asked what the app is called. It's called the Compendium, the Cosmic Compendium, because a compendium is, is, a, is a fancy word for an encyclopedia. Um, and, um, you know, it's that definitely came from the, the two five, right? Picking it, picking it up quickly and then thinking I could do, you know, do something better for sure. Cause there wasn't anything like that out there. Um, but the other piece of it came from, I would say more my astrology, you know, so those like six planets in Capricorn and that obsession with systems, but even the jinkies, I've talked about jinkies a little bit here. Um, and by the way, this, all of the things that we've been talking about, if you're an astrology reader or a jinkies reader, this also <laughs> relates to, to you. And I've even had uh, clients and other programs talk about um, like, what if they do uh, like energy readings? And it's like, this can, this can even be some somewhat applicable to that. Maybe not like the, the templates part that we were talking about in the systems, but yeah, have a calendar booking system and <laughs> other things for your energy reading business or whatever it is that you're doing. But um, yeah, that, that line three vocation in the gene keys, which Katie's also line three vocation. We love to apply. We love to take information and be like, great, I got it. I don't need to, I don't, well, first of all, we don't need to create it, but we say, I saw this amazing thing that someone else created. I see the value of it. How can I make it applicable? How can I actually make it useful and bridge the original, you know, genius of this information to like real life, actual practical use? Um, and that is a lot of what my work has been as well. Um, and even readings too, like a lot of what I did in readings as that line three, that it would just kind of come out, um, you know, naturally was be like, here's an example how, of how you would use this in your life. Or here's an example of what this would look like. Or I prompt someone in a reading. I'm like, how have you seen this, you know, play out in your life? Because I'm, I'm more interested, not, I'm, I'm interested in the theory, but I'm more interested in how you can take that theory and make it your own and have it be a connection to your actual life. Because it doesn't help that I tell you that your motivation is innocence. But if I tell you that when you're in coaching, it pulls you out of alignment because you're trying to be a leader or whatever, then that can actually click for you and you can actually start implementing it more in your life. So yeah, line three vocation, two, five profile, six planets in Capricorn, define sacral. Those have been the, the important things for me. <laughs> and the last thing I'll share before I keep going about, about a million things as a Manny Gen, I need to have a lot of different things happening at the same time. So I often have about three to four projects that I'm doing all kind of at the same time. So that's the last piece. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, I think we can get into the Q&A. How do you, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. We can definitely answer some questions. And we do have a little offer to share with you all, which we'll share in a little bit. We want to answer some of the questions first, but just so you know, there is something if you're interested and if you're not, that's totally fine too. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some of the questions. Um, do you, I have some written down. You have some written down. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Yeah, we can, we can just, we can just get into it. I'll just read the first one that I have. So the first one was from Pat forever ago. And then I think what we can do is we can, as we see the questions, we can talk about the same ones as related ones um, as we go. But Pat's question was, do you suggest for people to experiment and live their design a bit before getting into sharing it? What are your thoughts on that? 
Um, sure. Like, yes, I, I, I'm a big proponent of being an integrity, right? So it's like, if you're not willing to do the experiment yourself, you're, it's going to be weird for you to tell other people to do this or to share it with people. But it's like, it's also something that from a place of learning the information, it's like, if you just like the information and want to share the information, sure. But then it's like, share it from a place of information and not from a place of like, I've experienced this. I think it's more powerful if you have embodied it to a certain degree and you have experienced it, but follow your strategy and authority. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. And, and, and you don't have to necessarily like, you're never, you're, you know, like I know Pat's a generator, you're never going to be a projector. So you can't ever experiment and like living being a projector, maybe if you have like projected channels. So there's some things that you won't ever necessarily have that like super embodied understanding of, but that doesn't mean that you still can't share your understanding of the information um, and then still make a difference for somebody. Like even if I just, yeah, like I'm never going to be a projector, but I can still make a difference for a projector even without having experimented, um, you know, that side of it as well. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um, Okay. One piece that we, so I'm looking to see if there's any other questions about that. I think that was a main question that that we got around that. Um, The next one comes from Sunny. So she says, please talk about the confusion between formal certification and not IE Karen Curry Parker versus IHDS. What is truly essential for credibility and integrity? That's interesting. So I really believe that your integrity lies with yourself. This is an unregulated industry, same as astrology is an unregulated industry. So I'm a big proponent of, again, following your strategy and authority and really notice the difference between what truly is your strategy and authority and what is your fear of not being good enough um, or someone else knowing more than you or something like that. Because most of the people that I come across, and obviously I'm going to attract a certain type of people, um, they're their interest in the IHDS, which is the International Human Design School, yeah, um, is out of a place of fear. It's not like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I'm so excited by this. It's like, I'm so scared that I'm not going to know enough if I don't go through them, that that's what I have to do. And listen, I'm not, I don't want to bash them. I, they're obviously, you know, I'm so grateful for human design and it's not the only option to go through. Um, it's expensive from my understanding. It is also very limiting with what you do with human design, which is also a big reason why I've never chosen to go there. Um, and I know that's a big, um, decision maker for quite a few people where it's like, oh, if I go through the IHDS, I can only use human design exactly as they've taught it. And exactly as they tell me I can use it. I can't add gene keys. I can't add astrology. I can't add, um, energy work. I can't add. I don't know. I have so many students that use this in so many different fields. And so it's limiting. And for some people, it's going to be the right fit. And if that's true for you, amazing, cool. It's obviously an incredible, um, you know, experience in its own right. And it's just very different. Um, so they're obviously like the official version of that. And yeah, some people are saying I went with Karen. So I also did quite a bit of my initial training with Karen Curry um, before she did the quantum version. Um, So Sunny, no, you cannot call yourself an analyst. That's an IHDS thing to call yourself a human design analyst. But I also, I'm not attached to what people are called. So call yourself a reader, call yourself a guide, call yourself a whatever you want, you know, a unicorn, I don't care. Um, but yeah, so don't obviously use their legal language. Um, 
but yeah, other than that, you know, again, go with who you feel is correct for you. Karen Curry, I love her. Like, I think she's so incredible. Um, and so, you know, that's another option. Like there's a lot of different options for learning. And I think even technically Karen Curry, like she's not like the official and I, I hesitate in saying that because I have so much love and respect for Karen. Uh, she's, I feel like, as official as you can get without being official. Uh, yeah. But because just because she's learned from Ross, she's been doing this for so long, but it's like she's still not the IHES. And so it's like, I just don't think there's, I don't think there's a need for certification. I don't think there's a need for like the formality in it. And I do very strongly believe that there is a need for you to be in integrity with yourself and what you're doing. So I think those are two different things. Like having, you could still have a certification and not be in integrity. You know, it's like you could have a certification and like have just kind of gone through the stuff and not really do a good job and not operate in, I don't know, people's highest interest. So that's my answer to the question, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts, Maria. Yeah, no, I mean, I fully, I fully agree. And, and, um, with everything that you're saying and, and in terms of like the word certification it's like in general like we're all just making this shit up you know what I mean <laughs> like even people who are like certified and we're not, I'm not even talking about human design specifically I'm just talking in general about anything that's like certification or like any accreditation it's like those are all institutions that seek to hold things to a high standard of integrity or to a high standard and that's awesome and we're still all just making it up and just because you didn't go through a very specific thing doesn't mean that you have a lower value of integrity or a lower level of integrity than whatever the certification program is. So for me, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's really about making sure that you're in integrity with what you know that, and I think mm, I had to be like, you should, that's not a, the word that I would say here, but in general, I find that this is often the case with human design. We're all still learning. We're even as we are, you totally. know, Greetings. like we're all still learning and we're all still seeking to get better in terms of our knowledge and uh like you know and continue to improve our product and that is and, and integrity is a totally different thing than credibility too if you just continue to stay in integrity and then continue to deliver great readings and continue to you know do what you said you were going to do that builds credibility you don't need to have an ihds stamp you know to, to be credible in this world you might get kicked out of a facebook group like i did 14 hours after joining because i offered someone a reading and they were like you're not certified and they kicked me right out of that group um but that doesn't mean that i'm any less credible you know in terms of in terms of my knowledge so yeah those are my thoughts yeah totally Cool. Yeah, and, and again, and not to bash that I not to bash the IHDS. If it's the right fit for you, amazing. You yeah. Know? And if it's not, there's many other options. Yeah. Totally. Totally. There's so many. Um, there's a couple of questions here. So there was one about do you share your Canva docs with clients after a reading? Do you provide anything written after a reading or just the recording on Zoom? Um, what are your thoughts on that? I hate writing shit. Hate it. So <laughs> like like, I don't mind writing, like, creatively or, like, my thoughts or stuff, but I hate writing stuff in a way that, like, needs to be organized for other people to understand, so I don't do that. Um, I did that for my coaching clients. Like, I had a shared Google Doc with them, but, um, yeah, but for readings, absolutely not. I just, I share the audio recording. I don't even share the video recording because I feel like that's weird, um, and people probably aren't going to watch it, so, and it's just a smaller file size, so it's easier to transfer, it's easier to store, whatever. So I share the Zoom audio recording for readings and that's that. And I know some people that don't even share recordings. So like, if you don't want to, you don't have to, right? It's about what feels good for you. Yeah, totally. 
Um, I do share, I do share because the, the Canva templates that I make, um, are already done. That's what I use to present um, on the screen. So I will share those with clients after. Um, so it's the same thing that they already saw the whole time that they were on with me, but then they have, you know, they have it later. Uh, and I go really crazy and I put like links in there and stuff like that. So they can keep going further into, into their, into their, um, you know, contemplation of, of their, of their design and jinkies. Um, and then I share a video recording, but, um, pro tip, don't just share, you know, like Katie was saying, a super intense, uh, like three gigabyte video file, uh, find a better way to share it. And the way that I have found to share that is I, uh, uploaded to an unlisted link on YouTube and that's how I share the video recording so people can have it. And, and uh, if they want to watch the video again, um, then they can do that. But yeah, audio is great too. If they just want to listen to it, I've never done that before, but that's a great, yeah. If you don't want to have to pull up YouTube or pull up zoom or whatever, you can just listen to the audio. So that's wise. Yep. 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 What else? So many questions. Um, quick questions uh, around marketing. So Priscilla, Priscilla, she asked, could, could good SEO on a website be enough? Zuzo says, what if you're not good in social media? So just, yeah, what are your thoughts around the marketing piece of it? Social, SEO, whatever. So yeah, for the most part, you need some sort of marketing and marketing can look like a million different things. Marketing can look like having a podcast. It could look like social media. It could look like SEO. It could look like paying for Google ads, paying for Facebook ads. It could look like um, being active in Facebook groups and sharing things all the time. That's something that I personally don't enjoy, but some other people do. It could look like having um, videos on YouTube. I literally, like, I imagine some of my clients in here are people that have found me on YouTube, probably from some one random YouTube video that I literally blacked out and filmed. It was a really weird experience. And I still get clients from that. Um, you could get clients from um, Pinterest. You can get, like, there's a lot. I think we're both proponents of the online version of business, but it's also not the only way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's so many different ways to go about marketing. My recommendation is to not do something that you hate. So if you hate Facebook, get off Facebook. If yeah. you love TikTok, cool, go be on TikTok and make TikToks and stuff. Um, yeah, Hannah says, yep, I found you on YouTube. Yeah. So it's like, do the stuff that works well. And like, yeah, Steph says word of mouth. Exactly. That's a part of it. I don't think it's the most reliable part, but do something that works for your energy type. It's in alignment with you that you don't absolutely hate. And just while we're on that, you don't need to be consistent. I am a very inconsistent human, okay? I'm a manifester. My energy is on and off. I got a 12-22. I'm not doing anything if I'm not in the mood for it. And so, like, if you look at, like, the difference between our social media, like, Maria is very consistent. She is always posting. Her, like, feed is immaculate. It's a perfect grid. And I'm just like, whatever. If I disappear for three weeks, sorry, but it's, like, I'd rather show up in my energy when it makes sense than for something when it doesn't. And it's yeah. like, could I hire someone and make that better? Yeah, sure. And I probably will at some point, but it's like, be where you're at. It's okay. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and one of the reasons I have that, you know, perfect grid. Thank you for that uh, compliment is because I have the support because yeah. I, I, I do care about that. And I also don't necessarily want to show up on the days that I'm not feeling good. And so I batch a shit ton of content and then I have my social media manager take that and make it like three times more than what I did before. You know, one of the fun things that we did was I told her, go watch all my previous lives and cut pieces that you think I say, like sound smart, make that a reel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make content cut my lives up into reels. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I fully, fully agree support and honoring yourself. Those are great. Those are two 
great tips to start. Do whatever you like, you know. And, you know, Zuz, I know you said, what if you're not good in social media? You don't have to be good at social media. If you don't want to be, you could do emails, you can do other things. But I would also say just you get better with practice. Like if you scroll back to my Instagram, it is trash. Like it is not good. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and I'm really grateful for like that little version of me that little, I mean, it was just a few years ago, but you know, I still think of a little, little Maria who got started and put out a random pink and green brand and like went for it, you know, and, and, and tried her best to get started because that, because of her, like, that's why I'm here now. So, um, just start like it, it really, and, Another thing I'll say about that, if any of the crazy Instagram outages and whatever have shown us anything is that it's always going to keep changing anyway. And so you have to just get started and like, you're never going to just master it. You know, um, there's, there's so many, it's always growing, right? So you just get to keep showing up and you just get to keep fucking making random reels and not knowing (laughs) what's going to stick. Um, and, and that's more than enough. It is more than enough, um, for, for, yeah, for you to, to get started and, and to have a successful business. Yep. Yeah. Like literally my marketing for my entire business is like a handful of YouTube videos and Instagram. And like, I've done like very limited paid ads here and there. Cause I just don't know what I'm doing and can't be bothered right now. Um, but I probably spent like, I don't know, $200 on paid ads in my like entirety of the years I've been in business. So it's not like that's a big thing, but it's just like, yeah, me randomly posting on Instagram when I feel like it following my urges, you know, and that's where I got all my clients from. It is wild to me, but very cool. Um, totally. Yeah. Let's see. I think that we can maybe pick like one or maybe two more questions. I know that I've been reading them. Is there anything that's any ones that stand out to you from the ones that you had read before? Um, no, I think we covered all the ones that I had copied previously. Um, I had a question from me creating HD school of like how long it took and like roughly four months, but also it's a work in progress. I'm always adding more to it. So, um, it was insanity creating it though, but I'm happy that I did. Amazing. Cool. Well, I think that that covers as many of the questions that we tried to group them into, into the, you know, some similar, uh, questions. Um, Lucille, you just asked what the app is called. I'll type it out. Um, the cosmic compendium. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that we want to share or that you want to share, Katie, before we, we wrap up this masterclass? Something else that I actually really wanted to talk about that we didn't touch on that is very much my uh, undefined G-Center is like, obviously, we've had journeys where we started at one place and we've ended up somewhere else. And we're obviously not at the end. We're continuing to evolve. But even if if this is calling you now, Trust that because maybe you're designed to start a human design reading business so you can get this one random client that's going to completely shift your perspective on something and you're going to go a completely different direction from there. It's like, especially when you have an undefined G center, don't worry about what the end point is. Follow the things that are exciting for you, that are lighting you up, that are aligned with your strategy and authority. Anyways, that's a tangent, but it's something important to me. Okay, there you have it. 
I had so much fun doing this class with Maria. It reminds me, actually, I have so much fun doing classes with other people all the time, and I need to do more of those because it's just, it feels so good when you have someone else there with you and you're working on something together. I think that's very much my line for energy coming through. If you want to learn more about Maria, I will put her details below. On Instagram, she is at by Maria Henning, but I'll link her stuff below. I think she referred to this a few times in the class, but she was talking about her program, Readings on Repeat. So I'll leave a link for that. And I shared a little bit about my program, HD School. So I will also leave a link for that if you're interested in learning more about either of those programs. As always, thank you so much for being here. Please share this with someone if you know of someone who is an aspiring human design reader or wants to create a business that's in alignment with them, with their design. Have a beautiful week. I love you so much. And next week, I will be here with the projector episode.